when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hear the man on the synthesizer. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's a different. That's a different song. <laughs> that's a mashup I listened to. This is to, a longer though. intro than I remember. Yeah, I don't remember He's this. Like, I feel like Vangelis when I loaded, when, yeah, when I loaded up Deus Ex, it's just like it just get. Oh. It starts with this part. Sorry. <laughs> it's good. It's fucking good. Can you imagine being in a club and yeah. then just boom? That, that just drops. <laughs> club goes wild. It absolutely would. Yeah, it absolutely would. And they're like, this is from a 1990s video game. <laughs> X. Woo! Uh, happy holidays, everybody. We are here, Waypoint Radio, to celebrate the holidays, to celebrate time away from the office, uh, and to talk about some of our favorite games of the year and the decade. Today, we are going to talk about the immersive sims of the 2010s, where the immersive sim yes. is at today. And you've already heard her voice. We couldn't do it without <laughs> Fanbyte's own Danielle Rienda. Welcome back to Waypoint Yay. Radio. Also joining me here. Thank in- you, guys. I've missed you so much. I missed you especially, too. Especially, I'm very glad that you are, you know, honored the clause in my contract, yes. my life contract, <laughs> that says when people talk about immersive sims, I have to be there. So you have to at you. least have the option. Thank I'm you. glad it lined up. Also here, Patrick Klepek, Rob Zachary, Carter Contreras. Yo. We are here to talk about immersive sims. There is, there is, you know, Rob, you you kind of put this question to us like moments before we is started. Are we starting? Or are you just uh, laying out? I'm laying out. Okay. You know what? Let's lay do, out. Yeah, you can do a I setup. I forgot about this. The, yep. So the, the setup, as as again contractually obliged, <laughs> is that there is a time limit on many of these podcasts. Yeah. This week, for this one, there's a 30 minute pod. Or 30 minute. Once we start talking about, there will be a topic, timer that goes off. Time, yeah. A timer will go off. We'll Kyle, Kyle will start playing a dishonored, oh, yeah, yeah, the dishonored. Uh, dishonored sound effect uh, video. <laughs> The closest we can get to the blink sound blink effect. Blink sound effect to kick uh, things off. Shit, I gotta pull that back up. You better get it ready. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, we'll talk about immersive sims for thirty minutes and, and what the state is. Um, can I say what an immersive sim is without? No, because I think that's part of uh, Rob's question. You're right, it is. So we can't do that. Brooklyn definition is that what this is? We're gonna figure out. All right, so Kato, are you uh, are you ready to, to if get? He's, if he's get ready to start the timer, then uh... yeah. All right, so we have 15 minutes to answer this question. At, at the most. At Otherwise, the most. we're going to not get to the talking about what these are. Yeah, I would say that the are. framing is maybe, I would give you 10 minutes. 
Oh, you'll give me? Ready? Wow. I'm just trying to, you want to make sure you talk oh. about the games you like. Count yes. us in. Three, two, one. Immerse. <laughs> Where's the sound effect? <laughs> oh, right. All right, we've yeah. blinked. <laughs> I just blinked into an immersive sim. Rob was asking. There it is. In 2019, what do we mean when we say immersive sim? What is what do we ta- what do we talk about when we talk about immersive sims? Famous uh, uh, short story collection. What what do we mean? I mean, you raised is Hitman 2016 an immersive sim? Right, because it checks a lot yes. of the boxes, right? Like it's yeah. systemic as hell. It's yep. about watching sort of a clockwork world operate mm-hmm. and learn its its workings. And then how you can subvert them or bend them to your will. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like a, an I immersive sim. I don't read sim. a single email. <laughs> I don't hack into a terminal. I might hack into a terminal, but, but not hack into a terminal. Yeah. Not like typing. Is the <laughs> first thing you pick up a wrench? It might be <laughs> in Hitman. I don't know. Danielle, do you think Hitman is an immersive sim? I actually think it is. Okay. And I would posit that any game... With a sufficiently advanced physics engine slash systems that interact with both player verbs and mechanics and Uh level design is, in fact, an immersive sim. And I think Breath of the Wild fits those criteria. Is Death Stranding an immersive sim? I also think Breath of the Wild Wild fits those criteria. I don't know if it's Death Stranding is an interesting question because I think Death Stranding definitely feels like it's part of the walking sim lineage. Yes. But the walking sim... Is intertwined with the immersive sim. Like, if we, like, there's a lot of games you can view as foundational to, like, walking simulators, right? But one of the major works, uh, you know, Gone Home is made by, was made by Fulbright, a bunch of people with lots of immersive sim chops and experience. And so, like, to a degree, a lot of what the walking sim became and a lot of what maybe the future of immersive sims looks like. Is walking sims Shit. because the genre. My, made... my mind just expanded <laughs> yeah. upon this point. I've never <laughs> thought say, about it this real way. Galaxy I will say the here. thing is there's there are a lot of quote unquote walking sims that don't do anything that the immersive sims right. do in terms of systemic interaction. Um, they they're immersive in other ways in terms of environmental design, reading emails, right? Some sometimes storytelling. Walks, you might say immersive okay. walks. Can I get the definition you just yeah. said one more time, Danielle, just so I get it all in my head? <laughs> this is the thing I wrote in my notebook five minutes ago. Great. <laughs> uh, if a game has a sufficiently advanced physics engine slash the ability to really kind of marry mechanics and lots of options and lots of player verbs with mm-hmm. the level design itself, then it becomes an immersive sim. Austin was doing a lot of hand motions. I'm doing lots of hand motions. The, <laughs> only, the only part I worry so that the physics... It's physics engine slash lots of verbs. So I think both okay. of those things are both like You don't immersive. need a physics engine. You could do it. Right. You could, you could have a... Because you have a, a, a 2D sprite-based immersive sim. Like a Final so. Fantasy immersive sim. I guess so. I mean, isn't, isn't it really the, the, the physics? The... Hello. Hi, dog. Sorry about that. No. Oh, you're all good. Yeah. That was an, I was immersed in your dog's... Yeah. Uh, He's upset. Yeah. Um, the physics allow for a lot of verbs by right. reality, like by the consequences of the physics, yeah. right? Right. I'm, the reason I'm asking this is because, like, is it an immersive sim if – can you have a text-based immersive sim? Can I be playing an immersive sim on my phone or through, a uh, like, a, a text parser 
like a like I feel a like you game. could, but when we're ta- when like when we're yeah. talking about them, I know, it, right? Yeah, no, I, I know, know. What you, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to find edge cases to yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out, yeah, what because at what point is that like, just, for me? Death what, Stranding is the one that is like it fits everything that Danielle just said. We wouldn't traditionally call yeah. it an immersive sim, but it does also fit into that walking sim overlap, which, as Rob just posited, yes. maybe that the future we, of the immersive sim. At what point is that just an adventure game? Right. I mean, I mean, video game genres are bullshit, but yes. at some point you're just like, oh, that's just an adventure <laughs> I'm game. I'm not interested this in is... what is an adventure game. I'm interested in what why we want to make the distinction between yeah, sure. yeah. Dishonored and Zelda traditionally. Right? Right. Yeah. Whereas Breath of the Wild, like you said, Danielle, you feel like... Breath of the Wild fits in this. I think it crosses into the uh, into the line there. I think it is sufficiently broad and deep by both uh, sort of versions of my definition that it, it crosses into that line. I also what? think it's a platformer, but that's another <laughs> that's another discussion. <laughs> what? No, that Danielle has so many fucking Breath of the Wild thoughts. Like, yeah, your, but, but Danielle was with me. <laughs> whatever. You go to fanby and it's like, oh, I just got to play Breath of the Wild. My second favorite game of 2017. Yeah, after because num- after number one was Prey. So you like you, your favorite were two different immersive Sims. Is and three was Death of the Outsider. So uh, okay, there wow. Is a stealth option <laughs> intrinsic to immersive Great sims? Great question. See, I don't think it is, but I do think once a stealth option appears, it moves much closer into that Venn overlap of like, ah, oh, that's an immersive sim. Right. But is that a historical yeah. quality or is that like, do you know what I mean? Or is that intrinsic? Is it the fact, is, do we think that because lots of immersive sims have offered stealth options and so in our heads- And they're all we, building off a similar uh, template. Right, exactly. Right, but you right. could have the immersive sim. Okay, here's actually a genuine, real ass question. Do you know people who play like Arma mods or who play role play in GTA Shh, online, online yeah. and who are like, Interacting with systems that have to do with like go checking in for your job for the day. There are people who are like traffic cops. Yeah, exactly. In <laughs> That's number, is that an immersive sim? That's role play. No, but they are those. A lot of those things are now systemically represented also through mods in the games. Is it all in the game, or That's is what, it outside yeah. of the game? They schedule outside of the game. Well, it's like the game responding to what players are doing. It's like it starts as a role play. Then oh, is it still role playing? Yeah, in the like game if supports. you look at some of the, oh, some of like the Arma mods. Which Arma is already yeah. in a weird place as a as a as a like a combat sim that does a lot of the physics based interaction and blah 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 blah. But when you look at some of the like the real life Arma sim stuff, where like you have a checking account, you are like you have to go fill your car up with gas. Is Day Z an immersive sim? No. Why? It's certainly it's stealth. I there's so uh, yeah. As we were, as we were having this conversation, I was starting to think. Is part of this a power fantasy? Like inherent to like even oh. in the narrative ones, the most walking mm. simulator ass ones, the power fantasy is yeah, you are the ghost a... who journeys through the space and learns all its secrets and everything about the people. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of voyeurism takes around gone home back when right. the game came out. And then in a lot of your yeah. classic immersive sims, um, even though the world is simulated, there are people doing menial jobs in that world. There's people, you know, who are traffic cops, guards, etc. You aren't like them. You know they're in a fucking video game. <laughs> and you, like part of the fantasy is you are the person who's going to – you enter this world. You are a stranger to it. You, it is unfamiliar to you. But you are going to impose mastery and understanding on it. Mm. And I think even though I tend to be really skeptical of power fantasy shit, like is power fantasy an inherent part of what makes us say like, ah, that there? That's it's an immersive sense. It's a more charitable version uh, uh, manipulation as opposed to power fantasy, right? Like, so I mean, I guess it's power fantasy in the That's, like yeah. in, in the sense of power fantasy, but is it power for power's sake or more just like it's fun to like manipulate a system? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Danielle. What do you think? Is there? Is, I think that's fair. 
Yeah, I, I'm thinking about this now, and now I'm thinking Control might be an immersive sim. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, it might be. But yeah, I do actually think that. I, I think power and manipulation and also just a sense of knowledge as well. Like, you go mm. into these games uh, maybe not knowing everything you can do, and every immersive sim I can think of right now you get more powerful and you learn more about the world and that mastery is sort of transferred through that kind of knowledge. Like, oh, now I have a power and that's explicit. Or, oh, now I know that I can move boxes and pray with my strength attribute or whatever. Or, oh, now I know I can blow things up in this way. It's like that kind of, the more you know, like it's a power fantasy in terms of wisdom as well as sort of like brute strength through the game. I mean, you've been playing Outer Wilds, which is literally a game in which you never get a mechanical upgrade, but you get lots of new understandings of the world that can help you get to different places or understand how you like the the upgrade tree in that game is literally just knowledge. Um, Yeah. uh, Do you think that falls into the same space? I do. It's also on my list in my notebook. Oh, it's absolutely. Is this this also? uh, It also has a really advanced physics engine. No, it does. But again, no no combat, no stealth. Ah, there's stealth in that game, actually. I take it back. There's stealth in that game. Kind of. No, there absolutely is. Tangled, tangled. I have not finished. I'm like 40 hours in, but I haven't finished it. Okay. Have you gone to tangled, um, Tangled Bramble yet? Uh, is that yes. what it's called? Dark, or not, dark no, Ramble. Dark Ramble. Dark, dark Ramble. Ramble. Been there's, there a few times. There's stealth there. There's stuff yet. you don't want to see you there. So that's true. That's stealth. Anyway. That's a good You're point. almost 10 minutes in this definition discussion. Do I want to... I don't want to cut you guys off. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think we have a... We don't have a definition, but no. we're not going to get to a but definition. Isn't that, that's but also the messiness is inherent to it, right? Well, I think there's the messiness yes. that's inherent to it, but I think also... It's going to become more complicated to define what immersive sim is because, in some ways, I think this was the last decade of the immersive sim as we've known it. Mm-hmm. Under the like System Shock Deus Ex template, yes. which is essentially the lineage that we're talking I, about. I think that's impossible to say. It was the same, I'm going to take the same approach I said uh, back <laughs> and then, when we and then had announced the last... Bioshock Three right. next we're, year, which is, they're going to. Well, like, and we know System Shock Three is in development. Right. I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith yeah. on that in that project, yeah. if I'm honest, because of some of the stuff that we've seen so far. But I think it's going to be quote unquote one of those. And I think uh, uh, a lot of these things are going to, you know, uh, <laughs> as Hegel said. <laughs> History, <laughs> events, repeat. First is as tragedy, then is what he left out was first as tragedy, then as farce. Um, I think we're gonna we might get a second, another run of the immersive sim like renaissance that we had. I think we've had a great decade of immersive sims. And pr- talk and about praise, sort of, yes. praise sort of capped it off. I when I look forward and I look yeah. at what like the next Blendo Games joint is going to be a proc gen immersive sim game. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see people who like this style of game experiment with it. What I think you're I, the part that I'm sympathetic for here is like as we know it because I think we're going to continue to see blurring, we're going to continue to see overlapping, we're going to continue to see kind of like things shifting to and fro and like uh, the immersive sim element blending out into other genre, etc. But I also think we're just going to see more people make immersive sims. I do think Bioshock 3 is going to get announced in the next three years. But, 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 so, but so what I mean by, by, but I think Bioshock is an exception to the rule in the sense that I think Immersive sims will just become part of games, but it'll be less the, the template that we're used to. That is, I think, what Rob is suggesting. And that's what Rob is suggesting. Mm. Bioshock, a game like Bioshock mm. won't be like that. It'll right. be more of the old template, but it's because the commercial viability of the old template has essentially died out. Prey being mostly a bomb, despite right. being an exceptional game, more or less suggests that, like, 
that version ran its commercial course. Doesn't mean elements won't go into other things. We but said I think the like same that... thing about adventure games. We said the same thing. Like I just, I'm very wary of suggesting that a genre dies out because it hasn't been in the in the you know, the spotlight for a year or two. I just mean history it's is going to so be a, long, it, but it's going to be a break in that we were getting regular versions of these games for a long time, and it does feel like. When someone like Arcane is even saying like, time to like, yeah, totally, I, they, and I they maybe the ones that whatever they do next, maybe it is a version of what we're talking about of like, you know, where where do you take the the DNA of the immersive sim or this version of it, and like where does it go from here? But yeah, you're also right that yeah, it's just like you give it five years and then it's so like easy, ah, it's back. It's just so easy to look back in time and be like, oh wow, there used to be so many immersive sims, Thief and and Deus Ex and Ultima Underworld, and like yeah, some of those games. That's you're 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 um, uh, uh, taking thirty years of history and remembering it as if it happened all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's That's always fair. been gaps. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Anyway, I think we should talk about. There's the, a big gap we... between System Shock Two and Bioshock, wasn't there? Like pretty. Yeah. Oh, and oh, that was yeah. Kind absolutely. Of that, its own it like, lineage in certain ways. Like there was the Thief lineage into Dishonored. Yeah, totally. But and then in between the System Shock lineage into Bioshock, so there was like a almost ten. Eight-year, maybe, gap between One, those two? So. Again, but except that Thief 2, Deus Ex, Arx Fatalis all come out yeah. in that space. And then so do the Elder Scrolls, like Morrowind, which fits into the space for me yeah. in terms of, like, mm-hmm. as a clear ex- expansion yeah, on that, that stuff. Yeah, particular line yeah. of the lineage. Like, yeah, the yeah. different little web of... of yeah. Oh, you mean the high immersive sound? Ah, okay. Here we go. We're not doing <laughs> this. <laughs> but I think that I get why you... I get why people who need to define things... End up going down that route because otherwise you go, you lose your mind trying yep. to figure out what is the one true thing. Can we talk about the ones we that came out? Let's take a break. break. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we still we got will... a minute and 50. You can add that on. Keep Pause it. it. Pause it. That's our, that's our minute 50. Add that to the second half. Damn, all right. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's it. We'll be right back. <laughs> What the hell was that? That's the whoosh. Whoosh. That's the whoosh. Whoosh. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back. You heard the sound, a sound from Dishonored, uh, which was one of, oh, still playing, Kato. Uh, still, okay. Uh, what? Hmm. I'm doing a lot of teleporting around. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That's what you do in that game. It's true. Uh, we should talk about the immersive sims of the 2010s because there were a bunch of them. Like I, I, we, I think we did all have throughout the decade a moment of like, oh, is this it? Is this going to be the last one? And instead we got like a bunch of really good ones, even by the most traditional of definitions, and also some that were kind of mediocre. <laughs> Danielle, I turn yeah. to you as our immersive sim correspondent, our our, our uh, yes. expert consultant. What, what was what's the what's your favorite of the immersive sims this decade? I think I know, but I'd like to hear I'd like to hear it from your your lips. I mean, you know what it is. I will just start with saying that 2010. We're starting with 2010, right? This is yeah, yeah, yes? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. 
I will just say, I will just point out that 2010 started with a very good immersive sim, and that was Bioshock 2, which is the best of the Bioshocks. Anyway, you know what my favorite one is, of course. You know that it's Prey. Yeah, I thought uh, so. Because okay. I never shut up about that game from the moment I started playing it, from the moment to, it's still, we're still talking about it. I'm still talking about it. I do think, I genuinely think that Prey is the pinnacle of the genre as it stands right now. I think it has wonderful storytelling and interesting characters and a fascinating world. Uh, that That's all like really great kind of window dressing uh, that helps you get completely, completely, completely in the mindset of a really sort of hyper-powered person. Uh, I think the level design is incredible. I think it is uh, multi-layered. There's a lot of verticality. And there's also so many things you can do in this game. And that's one of the things for me that kind of sets it apart from other immersive sims. I think a lot of immersive sims, the Deus Ex games, for example... You kind of have a few distinct paths through an area. You can do hacking, you can do stealth, you can shoot things, whatever. Uh, and that is simplifying things to a degree. But in Prey, you can do, you know, 27 things for every one thing you could do in a different type of game. You can do the hacking, you can do the stealth, you can do the sort of other stuff, but you can also do platforming. You can create your own way around the entire world by just making glue gun you know, globs and sort of climb those and go anywhere. You can use explosives to basically beat the entire game and open doors and go places you shouldn't be able to go to. And there are sort of non-traditional powers. There are the kind of alien powers. So it is a really, really true sandbox. And, you know, we haven't sort of used that term for a while. Sandbox games used to mean like basically a GTA clone, right? It was just like, oh, an open world game. But this felt to me like a genuine sandbox with interesting interactions and all of them were pleasurable, right? They were really, really fun to actually find out these other weird things that you could do. And and like experimenting in that game was wonderful. I know a lot of folks don't love the ending. I like the ending, but I also the, probably yeah. was so overpowered that, you know, that was a thing. But I also do point towards Moon Crash as the ultimate kind of expression mm. of the immersive sim as sandbox. And that it doesn't strip away story. There's still story elements. <clears throat> this is very much still a story-based game, even in its sort of sandbox incarnation. But that was like, what if we change the variables on you 27 times? <laughs> deal with it. How are you going to deal with it? Which is great and fun and kind of the reason I love this genre. I'm curious, do you think that game, and just for everybody at the table, was that game's commercial kind of like struggle the thing that made you start to think like, ooh, is there just not the audience for it anymore? Well, also Dishonored 2 yeah. had not performed yeah. to their Or my understanding is Dishonored 2 performed pretty similarly to Dishonored 1, but right. the problem was they were hoping to see growth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It trubiskied. Though the tale is yet unwritten. <laughs> well, and then, well, if you want to say that, if you want to compare a, a Dishonored to Trubisky, Death of the Outsider was a wonderful conclusion to, yeah, like, no. which is like, probably it, my it ends, it ends Dishonored in a way that you feel complete and whole and... Yeah, this is why I want, this is why I wish I had a stronger personal definition because, like, Death of the Outsider is my favorite traditional like immersive sure. sim inside of what we think of first person stealth, like all the kind of like yeah, secondary yeah. characteristics that tend towards immersive sim, uh, uh, you know, again, stealth, <laughs> optional combat, blah, blah, blah. 
probably Death of the Outsider. Such a great experience. Yeah. Very tight. Some really yes. cool levels. Some uh, I think Billy Lurk is a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. A great little like wrap up to one of the major plots inside of the overall Dishonored series. He, it like, ends up landing the mythology in a way right. that I never thought they would 100%. Even, like, I was like, ah, this is all bullshit. Who cares? <laughs> um, like, it's, it's fun bullshit, but. But it is, for me, Hitman is the one that is my personal mm. favorite of the games that are in that kind of broader umbrella because of the degree of systemic interaction, but also because of the ways in which the non-main story stuff starts to play around both in what it asks of you and then what it lets you build for other players because there's like the contracts building stuff where you as a player can get into that world, think about it as a designer and start to put together challenges for other players, which encourage them to start playing in different ways. Um, And it's also just like, in terms of one of the things we didn't talk about is like a defining feature of the immersive sim, but I think was very important, especially in the '90s when the genre is. Really Can I read the Wikipedia definition for you? Yeah, an immersive <laughs> sim simulation is a video game genre that emphasizes player choice. Its core defining trait, this is like very declarative language, is the use of simulated systems that respond to a variety of player actions, which combined with the comparatively broad array of player abilities, allow the game to support varied and creative solutions to problems as well as emergent gameplay beyond what has been explicitly designed by the developer. The definition is not to be confused with game systems which allow player choice in a confined sense or systems which allow players to easily escape consequences of their choices. No citation. Immersive sims, by definition, allow for multiple approaches. (laughs) I, you know, that's, it's, I just, 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 I, I just laugh, maybe laugh. Yeah, it's, it's not, there's nothing there that's like hard wrong, but it's not. I just like, by definition. Yeah. It says who? It says you, <laughs> says your definition. This is the last person who wrote. edited yeah, this Wikipedia exactly. page. Danielle, did you Tim edit this? Tim Wikipedia yeah. says. <laughs> um, but the, the thing that we don't talk about a lot with Immersive Sims, but I think was very true uh, in the 90s when these games started coming out. Is they they had a real sense of place and a sense of inhabitants. Mm. Um, uh, we talked the other day about uh, this episode's not out yet, but in the future episode this <laughs> week, probably, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we're knows? not sure of the timeline. We don't, we don't know yet. Um, <laughs> is that uh, the uh, one of the things that oh God? What was the game that we were talking about? It wasn't Shenmue? It was before Shenmue? It was pre? Oh, oh Resident Shenmue Evil One, Resident, Resident Evil Two. No, 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 Resident Evil Two was a game that let you see a city. An American yeah. city in modern setting, which when that game came out was not a thing you were you just got to see a lot. So even in disrepair, it was like, whoa, this space feels like a real place to me. Like this, I could see the the police station downtown. That it's exists. Not a fantasy castle, exactly. Yeah. Or dragons. And so one of the things that I think well. immersive, si- well, yeah, <laughs> one of the things that immersive sims did specifically was like there are people walking around the city streets. There are people in the bar in Deus Ex hanging out and like talking to me. Uh, there are there are people in the city streets of Thief who are going about their business. Now, going about their business was like literally walking a patrol route effectively but over and over for again. The time. For the time, there was a sense of inhabitants yeah. of a place that had people in it. Hitman does that better than any other game in, in, in the abstract or in the like the zoom out sense. Yeah. Not in the like, hey, I can go read someone's personal email and learn that they're in a breakup right now, which Prey obviously <laughs> and the, the kind of Dishonored, yeah. Deus Ex stuff well. does so much better because that's <laughs> the zoom in. But they're like, whoa, I'm in Sapienza. People are going about their their time in this kind of southern Ital- uh, southern Italian villa and uh, adjoining kind of little, little curvy city. It's fantastic. Um, and like that is a huge part of it for me because then one of 
the systems that gets introduced is how do you deal with people? How do you deal with masses? How do you deal with a bunch of people at once? And how, how do you blend into that crowd? How does that crowd overwhelm you? How does that crowd react to whatever you do? Uh, and I, for me, Hitman just ends up being such a, a source of joy, both in my playing it and in the watching of other people play it, um, which is the other big change from this, from this decade, from past decades, when you think about the immersive sim is Twitch exists. Uh, and I think that mm. if there's going to be something that changes what immersive sims look like, Twitch existing is the actual bigger one. You go back and listen to someone like, you know, we had a talk with Sean Vanneman three years ago at a PAX. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons he pointed to, he was talking about, we were talking about immersive sims, we were talking about walking simulators, we were talking about what made games succeed and fail that were trying to do. They announced things. Firewatch, right? No, it was after no? Firewatch okay. came out because the thing he said that he realized was a big part of Firewatch succeeding was you can pick up the radio and carry it around with you. You can throw it in the water. Yep. You can entertain an audience who is watching you play that game, a game that is fundamentally just about narrative by doing stuff in the environment. Um, and I don't know if he's right or not, um, but it's, it's something he observed and something that he was in a position to care about observing. And I think when you think about something like Hitman and its success as a streaming game, you go watch the giant bomb yeah, streams of that, yeah. there's a performative element to it yeah. that is not in Prey so much unless you're already into Prey. Like you, I think Danielle, you watching yeah. Prey, yeah. you watching a great Prey player, you're going to get a lot out of it. Even me watching a good play player or an interesting uh, Prey player, I'm going to get a lot out of it. I played that game already. But like anyone in this room could go watch Vinny Caravella. Yeah, I, I don't play well, Hitman. Anybody but could watch Vinny play anything and have <laughs> right. a good time. But, but I, don't, you know. I don't play Hitman. Man, but I can watch it, man, yeah. and like go along yeah. for the ride. And I think yes. it, for me, if I have to make a prediction about the genre going forward, it is the performative aspect uh, uh, enabling players to be performers is going to continue to be tuned. Yeah, up maybe the answer is is like Hitman adjacent. You know, like yeah. what's part of what Hitman does is is in that world. Well, I think so. Prey and Mooncrash become an interesting case for me because I think where Prey undermines itself is we've talked talked about is. There's multiple solutions to everything, but then gives you all the tools, execute all the <laughs> solutions all the time. And eventually, like, if you're going to find really novel solutions to prey, it's mostly because you're just going to be screwing around. You, you know what I mean? You are now playing suboptimally and going out of your way to, like, find these relationships. Mooncrash does something that I associate maybe a little bit more with what, like – is kind of the core core to the experience of at least that first Hitman release where they were parceling them out episodically and you were sort mm. of sucking all the marrow from the level, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, as you, as you understood it. Mooncrash takes prey and then keeps remixing these basic challenges. And it's like, okay, so you did this one last time, but you had a bunch of really good tools. Now we're going to take all those really direct, useful tools away from you and we're gonna give you indirect ones, and you're gonna be weaker. Uh, now, now can you solve the solve the problem? And I think the performance aspect interacts in some ways with like Twitch creates the possibility for performance in the immersive sim. But I also think a really good immersive sim, even if you were playing alone, invites a sense of performance. Yeah, you're totally and I think right. Prey yes. was yes. so open-ended in that initial release that eventually it could be kind of a, an isolated experience because the only person regarding Prey in some ways was you. But if you think about a Dishonored level, every Dishonored level has its thing, its bit, its experience, and there are your solutions to that problem. Mooncrash is a little more literal where it's, we're just going to slice up Prey and set you these like gameplay challenges and puzzles for you to solve. But all of those involve a measure of 
performance and like you know sort of shooting your cuffs as you approach yeah. the table and all right i'm gonna solve this problem i am uh, so wait is this dishonored then your favorite immersive sim of the decade dishonored one yeah okay patrick how about you nice so we've not we've now gotten our favorites from everyone here except for kato yeah. and patrick i don't know kato do you is this a is this a genre for you is this kind of not really though yeah i mean <laughs> i like i've played most of those games but Except I was Prey. glad they're dead. Wow. Uh, no, it was. Ding dong. How many copies of Prey did you buy? <laughs> Not None. Enough. See? see? Not see? enough. Yeah, no pull. <laughs> so I wait. played the demo many times. <laughs> okay. That's the, actually the most immersive sim thing to do is to get a demo and play it seven yeah, times. Yeah, Liberty Island. Yeah, yeah. Liberty over Island. And, and, and that was yeah. on the PC Gamer demo disc. Yep. And that's, I played that yeah. a bunch That is why that times. song is in my head still. Yes. But so are you scrolling a list, Patrick? I can I was see trying to see if there's anything that uh like it's probably it's probably Death of the Outsider. Yeah. Um it's weirdly not either of the Deus Ex revivals, as much as I well, I didn't really care for the second one either. at all. Yeah. Um uh, and I liked the first one a lot in the moment, but I don't know that I look back on it all that like it was a well made one of those, but it felt similar to a uh like Halo Four, which is like yeah, you made yeah you yeah you made one of those yeah. like you did it. Um, it looks like one of those. It walks like it. It quacks like it. But it didn't like Dishonored did. <laughs> Dishonored like thought through. Oh, what is the genre and how do we do something different? Deus Ex. Both of those were just like just took those and updated the technology. And that's a that's reductionist. But like that was my general impression of it. Um, like kind of separated from it. So yeah. And it's probably more specifically Death of the Outsider. Like you know, I, you could pick any of those, but like. I liked that these had outsider because it was so contained and short and yeah. tight. And I loved that character so much and the depth they gave to that character that was why why it seemed like it was them acknowledging like, ah, yeah, we really didn't give a whole lot to this character in the mainline <laughs> series and found a way to uh funnel that into um to a, a small tight arc. Um and I always admire this is separate from the, the immersive sim part of it, but again, like I said, like it landed its mythology, like it's weird mythology and like found a way to give that an emotional core and a landing that I, I admire that because yeah. um, endings are hard. Two series I'm surprised. Um, one one game I'm surprised didn't come up, and then one series that I wish had made this move. I wish the Far Cry games had leaned further in yeah. this direction. Coming up with Far Cry yes. 2, you can emerge in a, 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 yes. a decade of Far Cry that instead of being overwhelmed by Ubisoft open world bloat, is the best immersive sim. Arguably, series. there's any direction but the one they went is the one I would have loved to see Far Cry go in. The other game, the waiting so- game community oh, yeah. version of it. Yeah, yeah like- the, the Far Cry, the FCFGC. Yeah, uh, the Honestly. game, the game that I'm most surprised hasn't been mentioned by this table mm. because I know two of you are huge defenders. Alien Isolation. I was gonna. Yep. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I guess I think of that as a. Uh, I think you're not wrong. Sorry, Danielle. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I think of it as immersive sim, but I think of it more of in a horror context. And so mm. I almost don't even, like, is it that, never even came up in my head. Right. As like, oh, that's a possible answer because really? I think of that as a scary game. Huh. But like, it's a system but, shock. No, I agree. I agree. But I mean, I played that game to be to be terrified. I guess I was in a different mindset than right. I normally, pl- like, when I played uh, Alien Isolation, I was not thinking, like, ooh, all, who are all, all the different ways I can interact with the system. I was like, fuck this fucking alien, and, like, <laughs> I need to get out of this kitchen and around the corner. Yeah. It's mostly just a mindset thing, um, and how I played that game, because it Isolation was way much less about sitting back and, like, studying the space, because the moment you did that, that alien was going to fuck you up. Yeah. So, Danielle. Yeah, I... 
similar to that, but also there, the power thing comes into that, right? Mm. So I think uh, Alien Isolation is a an immersive sim enemy, and it's almost like the alien has the powers that you would have as the player in an immersive <laughs> sim. <laughs> wow. And the That's level good. itself, yeah. like That's... the level design also supports that. <laughs> yeah, totally. That <laughs> makes you my... have very limited tools. Yes, yeah, so like Austin sparks just my brain. Yeah, I totally did. <laughs> that felt <laughs> good. That felt good. <laughs> I thought ooh. I was like, ooh. ooh. Oh, no. And on that note, what a profound thought That's to end a great on. Thought. Like you couldn't script that That's, shit. That's great. Last, uh, I'm gonna break the rule. Fallout uh, fall New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout New Vegas. Bye. When did they come out? 2010. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, the Clockwork yeah. clock Mansion was cool. <laughs> if I even thought that was an option, I would've just said Fallout New Vegas. Vegas, fuck. Yeah. Anyway, we're done. Yeah. Thank you, Danielle, so much. <laughs> For joining us, the Thank only we had to have you here to talk about immersive sims. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can totally find me at Danielle Ri on Twitter, and also I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna Please. plug Fanbyte. Plug, Please plug, go to Fanbyte.com. Listen to our podcast at Fanwith, and also we we do have a, a movie podcast now. R.I.P. Be great to rewatch it, but it, it, hope it's finding a little wow. bit of new life, a little Rob, bit of new Rob shove so, the microphone Rob away. Rob is so mad. <laughs> Rob is so mad. Rip, he's sorry, putting Rob. his headphone up. He's going to open a beer. We don't even have him in. He's, he's taking he's his taking shirt, shirt off. off. Danielle just He's going to put on his murder gloves. Oh Rip to be good and rewatch it, but I'm different. <laughs> What's the name? Of He's putting on gloves. His murder gloves. Doesn't he, doesn't he look like Guillermo del Toro and Death Stranding? A lot. A lot. Oh what Jesus! You... He's actually putting, He's putting on, on gloves. gloves. Oh boy! This is really happening. Danielle, run! Am I in? We're gonna hold him back. We were we were in a meeting this morning, and I looked over. I sat back down next to Rob, and I went, "Rob, are you gonna strangle me?" And and he turns to me. Acutely annoyed, and goes, "Why does everyone say that?" What? <laughs> Rob is back Rob on mic. Rob was the hitman all along. <laughs> Rob was the hitman all along. Uh, what is the name of the movie podcast? So that Rob I'm can twitch sorry. again. It's called You Love to See It. <laughs> Rob's acting. That's good. Putting on gloves, ready to kill someone. You love to see it. It's a good That's name. That's a good name for a podcast. Very good. Names are hard. Names That's are a good hard. Name. Names are hard. We have a document. So <laughs> documenting our struggles. Yeah, 100%. Thank you again. Happy holidays to everyone. We'll be back. Uh, soon with with some more podcasts and more guests. So look. Yeah, forward someone's to in that. the room. Someone's in the room. We don't. Oh, they're pushing. Aww. Aww. Hello. Oh. Thank you, Danielle. Tomorrow. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Danielle. Have a great one. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Natalie. She said, hi, Natalie. Hi. Natalie can't hear you. <laughs> hi, it's so good to see you. She says, hi, it's so good to see you. Thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> it's great to see you too, she yep, says. Yeah. Aw. Aw. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the play by play. She says, thank you for the play by play. That was for me, though, probably. That was for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. It, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> this room has never had so many people in it. Y'all look a little, it's a little a, warm in there. It's a lot right now, Danielle. <laughs> yesterday yesterday was the worst. I'm so glad I wore a short sleeve oh. shirt today. This yeah. was the right call. Soon the pizza sweats are going to come out. Oh. Pizza. A little under armor in there, you know. Wow. Yeah. This is why we have the beer, right? That's why. Yep. Cool us down. Been keeping it chilled. Cool. Yeah. Wait, why are you going to go put it in the fridge? Yeah. I'll go put it in the go fridge right now. Go put it in the fridge. You guys can start talking. Is it just going to get stolen? I'm going to hide it. It's not going to get stolen in the next hour. Yeah. No. 20 minutes. Put a, put a, put a note on it. That's because we sent you Put it in this tote bag into the fridge. No one will steal it then. Right, Wait, do we start. have another? Isn't there another? Yeah, pack? right. I've got both. Oh, you got them both. Okay. All right, you guys. Start. Just put a little bit of like something green or yellow yes. on it, kind of dripping. Nobody will no want it, will but you know it. it's innocuous. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we just keep a banana slug for this very purpose. That's why. Exactly. Just, it just for that purpose. God. Are we ready you know? to come back? Are we coming back without Patrick? Did he say That's that? That's what he said. Okay. Sure. All right. I just needs a second. All right. Good. Recording. Um, no, now you're good? Yes. Okay. Danielle, are you recording? I sure am. And the waveforms look pretty good. Awesome. We are just going to do, so uh, just to we do need a clap up, this time. We do need a clap. We have, definitely have to do a clap. Yes. If you want to go to time, that is. Uh, but also, uh, just as like a heads up, it's going to be a short one. It's like an intro and then okay. 30 minutes of yep. conversation. We're timed. We have like we a. We literally have a timer set up. What's the sound? What's the sound what's effect going to be gonna for this be? one? Can you get. What's the best immersive sim sound? Hmm. Oh, is there like, what about a, like the, uh, the, the intro music to Deus Ex? <laughs> yeah. Fucking the Deus Ex, yeah. like yeah. just good like intro. the attract, like the Deus Ex, original Deus Ex. Yeah, 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 yeah the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what about what about uh, like the sound when you um, whoosh? When yeah, you the, whoosh. Yeah, the, the um, that's oh, good the, too. Warping. The, yeah. Do we have? I'll see that. if I can see find can a find dishonored it. soundboard. Blink. Please try it to find a dishonored. Yeah. Blink. Yes. Yes. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to do kind of a broad conversation around what our favorite immersive sims are. Rob, you said you kind of wanted to hit, like, what does an immersive sim mean in well, 2019? Yeah. <laughs> it's loud. I Sorry. brought notes. Uh, are you at? Are you just looking at a Dishonored? Oh, perfect. Does it make noise? <laughs> I think that might have been that the noise. Yeah. Okay, but also... Kyle, I'm gonna put yeah, this, I'm gonna put this in podcasts. Uh, just, I just want to hear it. I just want I just want to hear wanna, it. You just been yeah yeah. I just want to hear this shit. You're craving that good. Oh the good, the, uh, the, the, the main music Deus Ex is phenomenal. Good. Yeah, it's good. It is very good. It is such a jam. Sh is that Sheldon Picard? I thought it was that. <laughs> yes, we had <laughs> the, the holiday, holiday remix, music. A Christmas Daniel. Prince. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do 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 do. I was like, that's not that's not my Deus Ex. I would listen to that holiday remix. <laughs> That'd though. be good. Someone Christmas should do X, that. Christmas, yeah, uh huh. Putting the X back. Christmas X is a different thing. Deus. <laughs> Deus. Deus of it used Christmas. to be Deus Christmas, but now we just call it Deus Xmas. Yeah. <laughs> or a Deus Xmas episode. Mm. Yeah, wait for it to start. I like that. Wait for the drop. Wait for the drop. Those hmm. drums. Those drums hit. It's good. 
<laughs> there it is. There, so it's, it's good. good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Come on. It's good. God. Deus Ex. When was that from? This was would be... 2011. This, <laughs> Danielle, if you ever become a wrestler, this is what you come out to. Oh, that'd okay. be good. Okay. A cyberpunk. Can you put it in the chat? Yeah. I'll do it. Here's... Oh, right. Yeah. Different chat, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sure, but, sure, no, no, that's our, that's sure our fault. You should put it in the alumni chat. Fault. Yeah. That's okay. All right, ready to... You pumped up? We gotta ready? clap. We, we gotta clap. We, we have to clap. clap. Yep. Thank you. Yep. You ready to clap at uh, 23 seconds? Yeah. All right. Okay, I wait. Did, it did skip, too. Can you start, I, I can thank you. Thank can you, you start this podcast with us waiting for the drop? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Or yeah, no, okay. yeah, I want to hear that. For, that Be that the start of the podcast. Okay. Okay. Danielle, do you have it pulled up? We should sync this. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's, oh, yeah. I have it pulled up. Where we are. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Ready? Three, two, one, click. Yeah, three, two, one, click. Okay. Three, two, one, click. <laughs>